Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. Just a reminder that you can buy all sorts of Cult Popsha merch from teespring.com slash stores slash cult dash popsha. Hello and welcome along once again to the Cult Popsh podcast. You're joining us for the third leg of uh, the hardest race I've ever done in my life. Um, uh, this is the third episode of an ongoing series of film franchise fortnights where myself and uh, my buddy Richard say hello, hello. Richard. Hello. Your ear buddy, if you will. Oh, stop. Because we're um, on the ear together. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, that's true. And we're in each other's ears cuz we've got headphones on nice. talking to each other. Um ear buddy, continue the franchise already. Um yeah, so this is this is our our third ear bud <laughs> episode. God. What are we doing? Um uh if 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 this is the first one you've listened to, um maybe listen to the last two, I guess. I don't know how much sense this will make. It'll, pro- it'll probably sound like the ramblings of um, a bunch of lunatics. Um, speaking of lunatics, we've got another lunatic on the show with us today. Uh, please give a warm Cole Popsha welcome. Whether you're on the bus listening to this, whether you're driving to work, I want you to take your hands off the steering wheel and start clapping um, for Kate Barkley from Pups and Pop Culture Podcast. Hey, Kate. Hi. I don't know if I like being called a lunatic. No, that's fair. Completely fair. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty harsh way to yeah <laughs> to introduce it. I know. Mm. I was like, Geez. yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Already, we're off to a, off to a off to a um a rough start. Yep. So, ha, rough. <laughs> um. So, Kate, <laughs> woof, one of woof. one of the reasons um we reached out to you to come on this podcast is because while we review plenty of dog films among other films that we talk about on this podcast you on your podcast you exclusively exclusively even review uh dog movies is that correct that is correct it's sort of i mean the name kind of speaks for itself doesn't it but i mean like it's sort mm. of a mix of um dogs in in pop culture like literature and tv and movies and things and i also talk to oh, true. um dog mum and dads about their stories with their dogs so it's sort of it's a bit of a mix of everything but yeah we do just mm. dog movies and wow there's been some doozies <laughs> mm. i listened to one of yours recently that was on a film called the dog who saved easter mm. um which regretfully led me to discovering there's a whole series of dogs who <laughs> saved eggs <laughs> movies oh yeah um, which are now added to our list of films that we will probably Probably land on at some point in the future. Probably directly to- after finishing Airbud. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I um, We're planning on doing um, the Halloween one, and we sort of toyed with the idea of doing summer. My co-host is in America, and she's experiencing summer at the moment, and we're definitely going to do the Christmas ones, but we're also little sad mm. fans of Dean Cain. Or maybe that's just me, maybe not her so much, but, yeah, they've all got Dean Cain mm. in them, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. That's great. <laughs> 
he's exactly the actor who would be in every dog who saved movie yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that's added to our list now so that'll happen probably we've done so many dog franchises and this one is just this is just it's driven me barking mad <laughs> that's good that'll that'll, do. <laughs> that'll right. do i don't even like puns this is what this franchise has done to me um anyway unlike the last week uh where we had to review seven um talking dog talking puppy movies um this week uh thankfully we only had to do two films and those films were the santa paws films which of course consist of the search for santa paws and santa paws 2 the santa pups um (laughs) i'm I'm here guys i'm present i'm present um so the santa paws films are prequels to the fourth air buddies film santa buddies uh which details the adventures of uh santa's dog and his friends well it kind of does that's what they should be about but i don't know (laughs) that's really what they are about um it's also important to note that these films were released concurrently with the air buddies films the first film coming out of uh, the same uh, the year before um, no the year after Santa Buddies and the second film coming out the same year as Treasure Buddies so we didn't go from from the Buddies into um, the Santa Paws movies they were at the same time and they're also both directed by our our man Robert Vince who's broken his own record for director with the most who's directed the most films um, that we've covered on this podcast our boy yeah our boy Um, I don't think anyone can ever beat him as well no, I think <laughs> you look at his Wikipedia page and it's a sight to behold. Um so yeah, the the um the series this series is the first time on the podcast that we have covered a spin-off series to a spin-off series. Um as this series is a direct spin-off to Ear Buddies, which in turn is a spin-off to Earbud. Um this is also our eighth dog themed franchise and our fifth dog themed franchise in a row, though this one and the one before it were intentionally chosen by us. So this is more of a statement um on how many dogs movie the dog movies there are than like a statement on like the cosmic nature of this podcast it's not a it's not a complete coincidence but (laughs) it's close and also this is what our second time doing a prequel on the podcast is it really is it only second well there was monsters university Mm. i can't maybe think of i mean there were some of the freddy vs jason movies were out of order but i don't know if that's no oh no, oh yeah, like Jason yeah. X is like a distant scene, and then yeah, it flashes yeah, back. Yeah. But um, some of the Go- uh, Godzilla does that as well. Destroy yeah. all monsters is like the sixth one, but then all the ones after that take place before it. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the um, extended mythology of our podcast, Kate? Having listened um, to every episode, of course. No, I'm I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know because while while you only have to like consume one piece of media per podcast, they're all like like I I loathe dog franchises now. <laughs> so, yeah. like, they're all they're all just they all descend into this this by the numbers yet somehow profoundly strange uh um you know, it's always the same same film over and over again. Yeah. It's um, dogs all the way down. Yep. 
<laughs> I I don't know how you managed to watch all those Air Buddy movies. I listened to your podcast on the Air Buddies and I was like, oh, my God, I could not watch. What was there, seven? Seven in a row? Oh, no, yeah. thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they, they vary <laughs> wildly in quality, but they're all so all not that great. Mm-hmm. So it's varying from like 30% to 0%. Yeah, um, <laughs> and having to watch one a day as well. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, because that's right. It, it, even though this is film franchise fortnights, we're doing it weekly to get through Air Buddies so that we're not doing it for two months. <laughs> yeah. And the, like, I, I, like, yeah, I've kept a list of every film I've watched this year, and the last film I watched before we started this was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, mm-hmm. um, and the only non-Air Buddies, Air related movie I've watched since that is I went to go see Skyscraper two nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And everything else has just been earbud. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Give me all the earbud. Um, so the first film in the Santa Paws series that we um, watched, I guess, uh, was um, called The Search for Santa Paws, and that came out in 2010, directed by Robert Vince. No Rotten Tomatoes critic score, as per usual with these kinds of film uh, films, but it does have an audience score of 62%. Um, now, Kate, would you do us the honours of kind of like telling us what this film is about? Would you be able to do that for us? Oh, I'm bad at summarising films. I just go straight to IMDb. (laughs) But look, I mean, basically what I was thinking is this is like a Christmas-themed Annie (laughs) ripoff with dogs. Mm, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. That's a good way to put it. Um, Yeah. But no, I mean, so like um, I'm struggling. Hang on two seconds. Can I bring up the? That's okay. I'll bring up this. I'll just throw out random words and see if they jog your memory. Um, <laughs> North Pole. Santa. Um, uh, dog. Santa, stuffed dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> did, you say, did you say banter, AJ? I said Santa. <laughs> you like banter. Banter. Um, the banter between Santa and Santa Paws is amazing. Doing it for the lads. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so absolute unit. The, the one summary that I did read that basically sums it up, Santa Claus and his faithful companion Santa Paws leave their chilly home in the North Pole on an important mission. They must persuade the heir of one of the greatest, their greatest benefactors, toy store owner Mr. Hucklebuckle, to continue his grandfather's good works. But, I mean, like there's this whole weird orphan Annie plot going on and I, yeah. I was just – like I, I, I told you I watch these every Christmas and I think – How I get through them is I probably don't watch them. I just kind of have them on in the background. Mm, Let's let's go back to what you just said. Uh, So you've seen (laughs) you've seen these movies more than once. Wait, should I not admit to that? (laughs) Wow, no, I just can't fathom doing that. So I'm I am in awe. I am fascinated and a little bit um, intimidated that you're able to do that. Well, I like cheesy Christmas movies, but watching... watching this is something at- else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watching them as a, you know, fun thing to do at Christmas versus analysing for a podcast, I'm like, oh, God, why did I sign mm. up for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, AJ told me a few days ago, he's like, oh, Kate said she watches these every Christmas. And I was like, if, she, if, if we're talking to someone who genuinely loves these films, I don't know how I'm going to be polite to her. <laughs> Look, I don't know how I I'm going to respect her. <laughs> I like them to the extent of, you know, they're fun to watch at Christmas, like the dogs, but, you know, 
No, you can bag the shit out of them. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. So are you, have you seen Santa Buddies as well? I have. And, you know, I was kind of confused and continue to be confused at the continuity between them. Oh, do not worry. We will get to that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great um, synopsis. Thank you, um, Kate slash IMDb. Um, we should yep. do that probably for all the synopses that we do because we always like struggle through them. Back in the early days of the podcast, we tried to like summarize them as a character from the film. That's right. But <laughs> it just didn't work out. It didn't continue on. Yeah, we just stopped it randomly. Yeah. Well, not every film has like an iconic character to yeah to impersonate. Um, Look, so, IMDB is my go-to place because there's some great user um, synopsis written on there, so I'm just like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also love the user-generated trivia. That's my yeah. favourite. There's yes. one on, I, yep. I haven't written it down, but we can look at it later maybe. There's one for Santa Paws 2 that's just a sentence that it, it loses its way at the fourth word and then doesn't make it back by the end of the entire piece of trivia. <laughs> and so you're just reading nonsense. Um, I'll try to find that later on. Um, so the the search for Santa Paws, um, despite being noted for its predictability, it was given more or less a positive review on ChristianCinema.com. <laughs> so they loved it. Okay. Um, well. So <laughs> which is interesting, that- isn't it, that... that um, that Christian cinema would have loved this film because they even they even is it this one or the second one that explicitly mentions Jesus and that kind of stuff. Okay, it might be both of them, but then they also did this. This is the same production company that made Spooky Buddies, which you know. By the way, <laughs> something, <laughs> something someone sent some commented on our Facebook page. Um, you should go read the Rotten Tomatoes parental advisory for Spooky Buddies because it is hilarious. Everyone's talking about how it's scary. There's one there's one review that comments on how much dog genitalia you see. Which, <laughs> oh I I'm not pointing fingers, but I didn't notice that when I watched it. <laughs> and then there's this one review from someone who's like 10 years old and it says, Oh, this movie's awesome. I really like it. It reminded me of Alvin and the Chipmunks. The buddies should meet up with Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> I was like, this kid's continuing the that franchise. That might make an improvement on oh it. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, you've just jinxed us. We're going to get Alvin and the Chipmunks next. Yeah, I, we, we will. This always happens, Kate. We'll always mention some obscure movie series and then that's the next one we get. <laughs> um, okay, so people of varying levels of fame who appear in the search for Santa Paws include Richard Reel, who was, mm. of course, in Treasure Buddies, where he played the disturbingly positive and generous um, grandfather. Um, he plays Santa Claus in this Um and because San- he doesn't play him in Santa Paws 2, which came out the same year as Treasure Buddies, so I wonder if that is why. Mm. It might also explain why Treasure Buddies is the worst one. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're focusing on their resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Woodburn reprises his role as Eli the Elf from Santa Buddies, as does Richard Kind as the role of Eddie the Dog from Santa Buddies. Uh, Deirdrick Bader also returns as Comet the Reindeer. Um and Josh Flitter, who's like a celebrity within this podcast, um, is back uh, from the Earbud series. This time he's voicing T-Money the Bulldog. Um, oh, dear. Who <laughs> I guess was supposed to be like a black guy, but isn't. Yep. Instead <laughs> they cast Ace Ventura Jr. Yeah. Um, he was a hip-hop bulldog. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe he's like it's like a slim shady situation. Yeah, have a little respect, Adjo. <laughs> um, he's a yeah, hip hop bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zachary Gordon of Diary of a Wimpy Kid voices Paws, and at the end of the film, Paws becomes Santa Paws, where he's voiced by Mitchell Muso of Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, most interestingly, though, I thought anyway. Interesting is a relative term when talking about. Uh, the search for Santa Paws. Um, Bill Hobbs plays Mr. Stewart, who is the caseworker in this film who is enacting the will of Mr. Hucklebuckle. So he's the one who goes to the new Hucklebuckles and is like, oh, if you want to own the store, you have to get, you have to um, own it through one successful Christmas season. Um, but I don't know if you noticed, Richard, but this is Bill Hobbs' second appearance in the Airbud Cinematic Universe mm. after he played Arthur Cheney, the ex-basketball star turned high school basketball coach from the original <laughs> Airbud film. So he's quite a big character <laughs> in the original Airbud. Did not notice <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice that either. Um, yeah. So those. The are one the... thing that I noticed mm-hmm. is that he was the token black guy in a very white movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah. These are these are all. All very white movies. Um, and also, right? uh, once again, um, I noticed, like, every time you're like, these are the only famous people in the movie. And I'm like, oh, and there was this one. That um, Mrs. Stout is, I can't remember her name, but she's in, like, Bridesmaids and right. something else. Nah, I'm glad you do that because I get bored. Because I don't even know how interesting this segment is. Like, are people tuning in and being like, oh, I can't wait to find out what people I don't, like, never heard of are in this movie? <laughs> because I didn't, I don't know. The Out of all these people, the only people, the only ones I would know by name if I didn't do this podcast would be Richard Kind. And even then, I'd, I'd confuse him with Richard Kahn, um, who is also an earbud. Um, I only anyway. know him by face. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I looked him up and I was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He's been in a ton of stuff. The only person that I know in this movie, in the first one, um, by name is Bonnie Somerville. So, mm. I mean, she's sort of like a B-grade actor. One of my faves, got to be honest. Don't Do you really know, know why, but. I don't think she's in the first one, not to tread on your toes. Is she? Bonnie Somerville. Is yeah, she in the first the mom, one or the second Kate. one? Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm the sorry, Kate. Mom, Kate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Also, the, um, the other thing that Wendy McLendon Covey is from is uh, Reno 911. Great. Fantastic. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, this film drove me insane. Um, <laughs> we've watched a lot of movies for this podcast that weren't aimed at our demographic, but watching this movie nearly gave me like a profound mental breakdown. Like there is a song <laughs> sung by the orphan girls in this movie that's about the Christmas spirit, and I don't think I've ever consumed a piece of media that was so intensely not meant for me. Like watching this, I had heart palpitations because I was like, <laughs> "This is I am not supposed to watch this. This is not meant for a dude in his mid twenties to watch. This is a movie for little girls that their parents put on and then leave the room." Yeah, I um, <laughs> I I like screamed during the song. <laughs> I was like watching it. It was like first thing in the morning because I was like, "If I don't watch this as soon as I get out of bed, I'm just never going to do it." And it got to that song, and I was like. <laughs> the it is it is like my jaw dropped when it when it gets there's it so i'm gonna sing a part <laughs> for you now oh dear this is how the chorus goes um so they're all dancing around the orphanage singing about um christmas spirit and the chorus goes there'll be laughter there'll be song we'll go caroling all night long 
But you're not you're not like properly capturing the fact that like none of the the girls can hit that high note. It's like we'll go carrying on. It is. Oh, it is insane. And then what's the new? It's like I believe in Christmas. I believe in love. And it's like ah ah ah. It's actually like these two movies were harder to watch than any of the Air Buddies movies. Yeah, this this movie was the hardest it's ever been to get through a film. Oh my god. What Kate, what did you think? <laughs> wow, I'm afraid to say anything now. <laughs> She's like, that song's fine. my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> um maybe because I have maybe the mentality of a twelve year old girl I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> I liked it in the sense that um, that it's it's very effective. <laughs> like, like in, a, in a way, it was so staggering that I was like, I'm enjoying myself because this is this is like someone made a parody of a hard to watch movie and made me watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. I mean, mm. I I I found this time like watching it, I was like surprised at how many sort of similarities similarities it had with Annie. I was like, wow, I never mm. really noticed that before. And again, is that because I don't really pay attention when I watch it? I just kind of half tune in. Oh, look at the dog. Oh, yeah, Christmas tune, that kind Maybe. of thing. But <laughs> it really surprised me. It really surprised me. I haven't actually seen Annie. Um, is it? I know it vague, vaguely what it's about. Is it a Christmas movie? Cameron Diaz is No, it's it? not. No, it's not. Okay. Oh, Cam- I guess there's a bit of Christmas in it, I think. Mm. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen it. But, I mean, the basic premise is, like, an, an unadoptable girl gets adopted by a rich old dude. It's a bit creepy now that you think now that you mention it this way. But, um, mm. you know, there's, well, like, we, all these songs in the it. orphanage. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> there's, there's, like, all these weird songs in the orphanage and there's this um, the mean woman that runs the orphanage. It's basically what you're seeing in, in Santa mm. Paws. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so, definitely, like, yeah, uh, what's the... It's like a uh, blueprint kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. So um, I have got a piece um, in the next section of the show um, when we talk about the second film where I'm basically going to tear into an actress who's probably... Thank God. <laughs> probably seven years old in this film. Um, so we oh won't God. talk about that now. Um, but what I did want to talk about, and we will talk about this more when we talk about titles... Um, this film isn't really about searching for Santa Claus. Oh my is god, it? it's not at all about the search for Santa Claus. <laughs> no, it's <Paws>. not. <laughs> well, for starters, he doesn't become Santa Claus till the end when he's safe and sound. <laughs> like, like no one's searching for him once he's Santa Claus. But the story is sort of more, more. Uh, there's, so there's three stories in this movie. There's um, Santa Claus is is. He's created out of the magical icicle that was set up in Santa Buddies. Um, Yep. And he he's wandering around the city, around New York. And then um, there's also the story of the orphans um, in the orphanage who have like a comically evil headmistress. <clears throat> and, um, and then the other story is Santa who gets hit by a car when he goes to New York and can't remember anything. Um, so... The, the search for... No one's really searching for Santa Claus. They're <laughs> searching for Santa... Yeah, it's such a weird title. Back in the North Pole, they're searching for Santa, but no one's searching for paws. (laughs) Yeah. 
You know, I didn't even consider that. But, yeah, I looked at the title. I was like, why is it called The Search for Santa Paws? Yeah. I mean, and they're looking it- for him briefly when he turns back into the, stu- the stuffed toy and he's in That's the incinerator. True. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, it's named after the <laughs> it's named five after minutes. Five, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, and it's funny because, like, if it was the legend of Santa Paws, right, you know, it's just as generic, but... Um, it's not as specific, so it's fine. Return they, of Santa Paws. Yeah, they they picked the specific word um, that makes it not work, <coughs> and that is search. <coughs> um, all right, so that was. What did you guys have anything else you wanted to comment on on the first Search for Santa Paws movie? Uh, not in, yeah. Oh I'll, God, I've got so much, so much <laughs> to comment on. <laughs> please go ahead. I think that I think one of the things that like obviously with these movies they're just. You know the plots are so contrived, but I, from from the get go, when um you know the huckles or the hucklebuckles are talking about kids and stuff, and there's an orphanage, I'm like, oh god, she's how many of these orphans is she gonna get? How many is she gonna adopt? <laughs> yeah. It was it really really annoyed me that bit. And the other thing was the tone was like a bit fifties, like the outfits and stuff in a modern world. Did you guys notice that? Well, it is a prequel, so. I yeah, but it's notice. set in like it's not set in like 1950. It's, it it's set be, in eh? a modern era. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. Yeah. It really should be. Mm. That that was kind of my two bones to well, pick. No, really. you're right. They, and- they are. They do. They're technically prequels. Um, but like the the yeah, they both they both seem like they're set in contemporary areas. Um, and this is this is um something I was going to talk about later, but we'll talk about it now. Um. And both, this is the interim between the two films. Um, It's interesting how along with the the original Santa Buddies films, they all have a fairly consistent mythology, right? Um, Like the ice, the magic icicle and the Christmas (laughs) wish granting crystals. Like these are things made for Santa Buddies that carry over into the two um, Santa Paws movies. Um, But at the same time, um, there's so many inconsistencies you know like not to get ahead of ourselves but santa paws has puppies in the second film the santa pups and none of them are called puppy paws which which was the only puppy he had in in santa buddies um so and like like santa paws puppy paws is like a title you earn yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, this, this is reminiscent of um, the Air Buddy series, which ignores the original litter of puppies that um, Buddy has in the Air Bud series. So, and, but it's, it's it's the same person making all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's weird. Um, and I also, it's also it's also weird that the recasting is on another level here because all the movies have recasting in them, but they're more or less still the same characterization. Um, and even though Danny Woodburn and Richard Kind um, act as the biggest constant across all three films, Santa and Mrs. Claus are not only recast in each movie, but they portray like wildly different interpretations <laughs> of those characters. Yeah, that was so bizarre. Mm. Mm. Um, so. I've the next thing I've written here is all about um Caitlin Mayher, who oh. um has what? actually a role in all three films where she plays a different character. Ugh. But before we get to that, um we're just gonna have a quick something we haven't really done before on this show. We're just gonna have a quick little ad break. Is it an ad break? They're not paying us. We've done a we've it's done a, a, promo a, pro, a promo swap for so we've we've been talking to other podcasts and trying to promote 
each other. So we're just going to play you guys a little teaser right now for a little podcast called Suck My Fick. Um, so so <laughs> we'll, we'll be back in just a second. Hi, I'm Austin. And I'm Cameron, and we host a fan fiction podcast called Suck My Fick. Have you ever wondered who would win in a fight between Big Bird and Guy Fieri? Or maybe you're wondering, is there any possible way Eeyore could get any hotter? Put those questions to bed, because Suck My Fick is reading all those gross fan fictions hidden in the darkest corner of the web. No more will you be plagued with the burning question of who R2 is D2F. Because every Monday, we showcase the worst yuckiest, stupid, crazy fan fictions starring some of the weirdest combinations of characters you could possibly imagine. Hodor and Groot? Oh yeah. Cory in the house and Doctor House. You got it, baby. Come hear us freak out as we read all about Professor Dumbledore's weird kinks, but it's not kink shaming. It's just super fun and super uncomfortable. Suck my fic. You can find us at suckmyfic.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, or almost anywhere where you can get your podcasts. Come listen to us discuss what kind of nasty stuff we think Shaggy has made Scooby do for a Scooby snack. Doink, Scoob! <laughs> All right. Um, We're back. Welcome back, everybody. Um, <laughs> they sound hilarious. <laughs> they actually do. You should check. I checked out um, their first episode, and it is, it is almost too funny because... It's also very dirty, so I couldn't listen to it as soon as my parents came home. Because I live with my parents. I need to stop bringing that up. <laughs> and we on record the this in different cities. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So the second film we watched for this podcast was called Santa Paws 2, The Santa Pups. And that came out in 2012, also directed by Robert Vince. Um, it doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score, but it does have an audience score of 55%. So what? Um, uh a little lower than the first film. Uh, what, Richard? Can you tell us what this film is about? All right, I'll try. So the um, um and I'm going to need you to fact check the names on this. But um, oh, okay. Santa Paws gives birth. Well, Mrs. Paws. Um, <laughs> Correct. Gives birth, that's her name. <laughs> gives birth to four puppies, uh, three girls and a boy. And can you give me their names and and um, you know, personalities? Okay, so no, um, no, their <laughs> names are Noble. Noble's the dude. Oh yeah, there's Hope, he, Hope, Charity, and Chastity. Oh, you're gonna make me <laughs> look up Santa <laughs> Two again. Um, yeah, so he has puppies. It was the singing one, wasn't it? Is it what? Aren't they all singing? Oh yeah, Jingle. Sing- Jingle. Jingle, yeah. that's it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. She's a real bad singer. Which is interesting as well. That I, I, I thought this while watching Air Buddies. That like so there's in Air Buddies there's five puppies that have their own like stereotypes. And then there's another four in this. And mm-hmm. I found it interesting in Air Buddies that none of them had this, but um there hasn't been like a, the intelligent or like nerdy one. Right. Which seems like like if you were listing like tropes of yeah. like character archetypes, that would be like one of the first ones you do. And it's kinda of interesting because it it helps the plot with because there's they get into more zany situations and don't know how to get themselves out if there isn't one that's like the smart one. Yeah. Because whatever the plot needs, like sometimes B Dog would be real smart. Sometimes um, mm. Ro- uh, what's her name? Rosebud. Rosebud would be real smart just because she was the girl, and girls are smarter. Um, well, <clears throat> on the on the Wikipedia page for Santa Paws Two, um, 
when it says the names of all the buddy of all the buddies, oh sorry, the Santa pups, very different. Someone's um, just stopped listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says Noble is the only male Santa pup and the leader of the Santa pups. Um, I didn't pick up on him being any kind of leader. <laughs> that sounds like presumption there. that sounds like the patriarch i thought he was kind of like a dumb boy leading girls into yeah, trouble yeah 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 exactly um <laughs> there's also hope who is one of the santa pups who is always ready to take action what a defined trait to have <laughs> um then there's also go, charity girl. yeah there's also charity um who still needs to live up to her name okay so she doesn't like not- to share oh, okay um and jingle who loves to sing so there you go. What, what else happens? This, she's bad. Okay. Um, so anyway, for I got it. Um, through plot reasons, um, the Santa pups end up in the city. What's the city they end, they end up in? Um, Pineville. Pine, Pineville. Pineville. Where anything is possible. Um, <laughs> where most things. <laughs> um, and so they've they, they they stole the like christmas crystals that give them the power to grant christmas wishes and because they're like oh we're gonna be the best christmas dogs ever uh we're gonna grant like every wish mm-hmm. until uh you you've got this old regular bloody scrooge um around town who goes oh i hate christmas and he goes um and so he's like 12 years old yeah by the way. um <laughs> and he's a he's a dick um but they um, um I think that poor child's got serious depression. Don't call him <laughs> Yeah, his 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 mum the 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 main human family, the the mother has died, um, much as often the way in the Air Buddies I hope I'm never in an Air Buddies movie because parents do not do well in these movies. Yeah, then um, who would you live with? <laughs> um, and yeah, so there's it, it it passes the dead parents test with flying colours, um Oh yeah, how, how does it do it? So they're praying, they're saying grace, and the little girl is like, "Thank you." I can't remember. It's some stupid thing. How we lost mum a year ago, and <laughs> dredges the whole conversation down. Anyway, continue with what the movie's about. Um, yeah, so they're going around being like, "Oh, we're going to grant all the wishes," um, and then one of them's like, "I'm going to grant the next wish I hear," and this little curmudgeon. Um, says, oh, I wish all this Christmas spirit would just go away. And then, oh, he's already, you know, grant in the process of granting the next wish. So then the the Christmasiest town in America stops being so Christmassy. It gets a Christmas cold, um, mm. which is like a, the, a lack of Christmas spirit can be passed from person to person. And um, it eventually which turns into- Which I think into- is what retail people get in September. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> um, no, that was good. Good joke. Um, yeah, then they um, they yeah, it turns into a Christmas flu because um, that's how colds work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, then you know the the save the day and shit. So, mm. but the the initial setup of like granting Christmas wishes and accidentally granting one that wishes like Christmas would go away. I, I really like that as a setup. Totally, like I that too. That could be that could be a really good Christmas film. Like that that could be the Santa Claus, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus Four. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I did like that, and despite the fact that um, this one apparently got negative reviews, I couldn't find out what ChristianCinema.com thought of it. But oh, um, it. a lot a lot of other review sites called the film 
lazy and boring which it is um but (laughs) upon reflection i do think it's probably better than the first one yeah agreed um, for a lot of the reasons you just said um i also like how other than just being a good premise um i like how the santa pups were nowhere near as defined as the air buddies so they're not they're not as much of an archetype and even even what we read before there's such vague things that there's more focus on there well there should be more focus on their individual actual personalities maybe there isn't i couldn't distinguish between them um except for the boy because he's got a spot on his eye yeah and he's the leader of course <laughs> yeah he's the leader. Um, he bosses them all around and yeah yeah um but and so i thought though we talked last week about how um if you're if you're sexist enough to give rosebud um from the air buddies her only basic defining trait is that she's the girl then it's weird that um you know there's so many boy characters in the air buddies films like all the all the buddies are boys except for rosebud um and so i thought it with that in mind it makes sense then that you would have more female puppies than male puppies, especially because these films are so clearly targeted at, at little girls, way more than the... Like, the Air Buddies felt like they were for kids. The These ones felt like they were for little girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and on that topic as well, I actually liked that Mrs. Claus um, is the main character, kind of, in this film. Like, she is, she is way more of a presence in this film than Santa, and I don't think I've ever seen that in a Christmas film before. Like- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Like a, a film about Mrs. Claus, you know? So that was cool. What about the Santa Claus? I think there's a too. few out there. Are there? Yeah. Okay. You gotta find them. You've gotta you've gotta <laughs> just like search in the dark depths of Christmas movies to find them. Mm. But yeah, they're out there. You just gotta okay. know where to look, man. Well, you know, yep. Santa Paws Two has inspired me to to go look for them. New podcast so, idea. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's specifically about Mrs. Claus led Christmas movies. <laughs> um so back to what we were teasing before. And probably what is the weirdest um casting decision and there are sorry there are people of varying fame who appear in this movie including cheryl ladd of charlie's angels who plays mrs claus george newburn who plays santa danny woodburn richard kind dedrick bader and ill returners eli eddie and comet josh flitter is back as, as a bulldog this time without the racism um, <laughs> tom tom everett scott and bonnie somerville so she is in this one as well play mr and mrs paws um and a bunch of disney channel actors play the santa pups who cares but (laughs) so there's there's one distinction distinction that a certain actress can make for the extended santa buddies santa paws series and that is caitlin mayer the child actress actress um the child atlas she's carrying (laughs) the world on her shoulders um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she more or less plays um the same character in both the first and second Santa Paul's films, but they're inexplicably um 
different characters and she has the distinction for being the only person that i can that i could find who's in all three santa buddies santa paws santa paws 2 who um not only plays different characters but transcends the voice actor barrier to be an on-screen <laughs> actor as well as playing different characters and being in three films um and she fucking sucks in, <laughs> in, the, in, in these in these movies so i looked up i looked her up and she won like america's got talent or something and she's got an album and i'm sure she, she didn't a, she didn't win no she competed oh, okay she well, didn't do sure, that well i'm sure she's a, a wonderful girl but she's 14 oh, now oh god like so in the first film she's she's barely acting she responds to things like this <laughs> <laughs> um so the first film was more just this is this is um she's not trying or doesn't know how to act i should say because it's not necessarily her fault um but in the second film oh my god she's trying this time and it's even worse <laughs> she's she's trying so hard but it's all for naught she she talks to mrs claus in santa paws 2 after mrs claus hears her singing about her dead mum in a song called blue christmas that's like this isn't a cherry song you'd broadcast out to the entire town um <laughs> but she, yeah so mrs claus hears her singing and she's like oh who taught you to sing and sarah says quote my mummy she sings with the angels now i watched this at about 1 a.m last night and i nearly woke everyone up because i went (laughs) i'd taken a sleeping pill and so i'm already like you know having to having to push myself to stay awake and then she said that line and i'm like who wrote this crap man it's so bad it's so Ah, oh, she tries so hard, you guys. Kate, what did you think of, of Caitlin Well, Mayer? like I said, the, the, the girl needed a throat lozenger in the first one. And when I was watching the second one, I was like, is that? Because I, I was kind of over it while I was sort of getting into the second one. And I was like, is that yeah. the same girl? What the hell? Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> Not her again. Mm. It's so weird. It's it's just, it's bizarre. I mean, she's still got the dead parents, so she's not faring well in movies at all. No. <laughs> Yeah, doing terribly. Um, yeah, I got some <laughs> flack um, a couple of episodes ago for my comments on Noah Fram's acting ability. Who was, who would have been what about the same age? And no, he yeah, was but, younger. He was he was about um, three or four, maybe five, in the movie that you specifically criticised him for. <sighs> like she, <laughs> she's just as bad. Like she's <laughs> she's given more. Like, she's given a, a lot, like, tougher material to deal with. Like, Noah Fram just has to be like, oh, d- dog, you're doing this thing, and he can't do it. But, like, there's a bit in um, the Surf, Surf Santa Paws when um, the furnace turns on and she's supposed to, like, be scared of it, and she just steps backwards. Her face doesn't change at all. And I was messaging AJ, I was like, you can just imagine, like, what that would have been like on set. Just being like, all right, Robert Vince is there. Like, okay, sweetie, so um, the first is going to turn out. It's going to be real scary, okay? So just just be scared. And like, okay, and roll. Okay, so you didn't you didn't look scared at all. Can you think of something scary? Okay, yeah, you got that in your head. Okay, now let's go again. All right. Um, okay, now, well, you didn't really look scared. Okay, what, what I want you to do this time is can you just step, take one step backwards? 
Okay, cool. Yeah, that was that. We'll use that. Whatever. <laughs> That's so real, dude. Like Richard, Richard and I have both like directed stuff when we were, you know, in film school and 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 various and short films. Yeah, and beyond. Have you ever directed anything before, Kate? No, no, I have not. I think, I think every amateur director would tell you that there is a point when trying to get a performance out of an actor where you just well, can't well, get it's it. when it's out of someone who's not even an actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part. When you, when all you've got are your friends who yeah. and and you think to yourself, anyone can act. No, yeah. but like in, you have to want to try. Yeah. And so there've been so many times when I've been directing people where they haven't been getting doing what I what I'm envisioning and so you eventually just say just take a step backwards. Like I, I, I have about three, three chances of trying to talk like spiritually and emotionally to the actor before I'm just talking in physical actions. Yeah. <laughs> like just look away, just look at my finger, and I'll like hold up my finger. And I'll look. <laughs> I've used a shot that was supposed to be someone looking away in disgust, but they were overacting, and so I said to them, "Okay, follow my finger," and he followed my finger. <laughs> And that's the shot I used in the film. Um, <laughs> so is, that's so real, man, and that's so reminiscent and what it probably would have been like to direct young Caitlin Mayer. Um, Richard, I do like that you brought up the fact that you were roasted for making fun of a young actor and then you didn't proceed to defend yourself or say anything. You just went and roasted another another child actor. Um, yeah, well, I was trying to be like, look, um, I'm already, I've already made this bed i'm gonna yeah. lie in it look the kid who played noah fram is is well into like late teens early adulthood now but this girl's she's 14 <laughs> <laughs> like she her feelings would still be hurt if she ever heard this let's hope so she let's doesn't hope, no yeah let's well, hope okay she so the thing us. is i said that with noah fram it's unforgivable um but like to an extent not not as much as she they get away with they try to get away with in these films but she it's almost forgivable because she is cute. Yeah. Like, like she was obviously cast because of her cuteness and the, the fact that, like, a little orphan girl that can be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Um, that's cuter than just, like, some little snot-nosed little punk who, like, can't deliver mm. his lines. I just found her annoying. I'm sorry. She was just so annoying. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I found <laughs> her unbearable and didn't find her cute in the slightest, but I can see why someone would find her mm. cute. Okay. The cutest line I believe from her was, "There'll be laughter, there'll be song, we'll go caroling all night long, night long." If you watched our, if you follow us on Instagram, if you follow Cop Popture on Instagram, um, you would have seen our story earlier in the week was me <laughs> watching this movie and just dancing in my lounge to that song because I'd gone, I'd lost, I'd been cracked, I was completely cracked. <laughs> Speaking of songs, I like the opening number in the second in the second movie. Got to be honest, How the town parade. I'm I'm not going to sing it, but the town parade that was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of sizzle. Some people now people are going to have to go and watch it to know what yeah, you're talking about. There's more exactly. songs in the second one because. There's a song as well in the second one where they're like, um, where it's about how Santa and Santa Paws are best friends, and yeah. it's like it's real like. Wow, I must have hey, totally zoned um, out at that one. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it, it's like it's not the characters singing; it's like just a song in the background. But it, it, it seems like they were like called up my the friend, their friend who can play guitar, and it's like, hey, can you write us a song about being best friends? Oh, cool. What's the what's the fee? Oh, we can't pay you. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll I'll throw something together then. 
the the songs in the movies are very reminiscent of um, when we did Land Before Time and talked about the songs in those movies. How it's less about um, melody and harmony and more about singing the first thing that comes to your head. Like, okay, I've pulled up the full lyrics to I Do Believe in Christmas. Um, <laughs> oh, God. And I'm going to read the entire song um, and we can critique it together. Line by line. <laughs> yep. Uh, whenever I hear a Christmas song, I want to get up and sing. That's fine. Yep, yeah, I that's, do. We when, all do that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when there's love, I sing along and find some bells to ring. No. Kind of kind of lazy. No. All right. Yeah, that's just like that's just Christmas words thrown yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Um, wherever there's angels up above, wherever there's Christmas trees, there's going to be peace and hope and love and wonderful memories. Uh, there's bit, not. But contrived. Bit, the, bit on the there nose is not going to be all those things when you see this. <laughs> yeah. um, there'll be laughter, there'll be song, we'll go caroling all night long. Believing in Christmas makes it magic, can't you see? Okay, the first part of that I have no qualms with. Um, <laughs> there but- will be laughter, there will be song. Yeah, and they I'm will, not going to go caroling all night. Yeah, I'm not, but you know, that's not. No. You know, I'm not going to stop other people from going caroling all night long. Yeah. Um, have what's the second part? Believing in Christmas makes it magic, can't you see? No, yeah, no, I, I, I take issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's better to give than to receive. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, like that's the message you want to send, but you know. yeah, uh, blessings for you and me. Whatever. Meh. Um staying staying up late on Christmas Eve, will there be presents for me? See, I'm an old lady. I just do not want to stay up late any night, so no, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I get in bed as early as I can so that I like yeah. get sleep and it'll be Christmas. Interesting, there are three three lines before this. It says it's better to give than to receive, and then it says, will there be presents for me? Well, it shouldn't matter, should it? No, it shouldn't. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, uh, should, will I have presents to give? <laughs> There'll be laughter, there'll be song, we'll go caroling all night long, believing in Christmas makes it magic, can't you see? I do believe in Christmas, I believe in love, as sure as there is Santa ringing sleigh bells up above. I don't know that Santa actually rings the sleigh bells. No. I think it's just, it's just you know, wind resistance. Yeah. Um, we do believe in harmony and family and good cheer throughout the year. Okay, that's your prerogative. Oh, well um, then, like, why is Christmas so special, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever there's hope in the air, uh, whenever we light the tree, whenever there's love in our prayers, that's Christmas time for me. Any right, comments? Okay, so Christmas time's like a state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's an interesting development. <laughs> I don't think the song is saying anything. It's almost like one line was written by a different person. Like they just they were like, here's the word you have to rhyme it with at the end. No, yeah, one person's just like, what if we throw in it's better to give than to receive, even though the rest of the song doesn't, it's yeah. all about receiving. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I hear a Christmas song, I want to get up and sing. Whenever there's love, I sing along and find some bells to ring. There'll be laughter, there'll be song, we'll go caroling all night long, believing in Christmas makes it magic, can't you see? Uh, for you and me, I do believe in Christmas, I believe in love, and I think it's just the same thing over and over again. I do so that, believe in Christmas. I believe in love. I believe. Can you do like like? <laughs> I believe in love. <laughs> like real meatloafy, real like power ballad. <laughs> I do believe in Christmas. I believe in love. That would make it a little better. <laughs> as sure as there is Santa ringing sleigh bells up above. That's beautiful, man. Thank you. Wow. Um. All right. What if it was? Um, well done. 
<laughs> let's sing it like Creed. I believe in love. I will hear a hear a hear love bell. Oh dear. This is this is now adequately relating what these movies did to us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go watch these movies, people. These are amazing <laughs> movies. All right, hey. Um, remember when we used to talk about titles on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Because we still do. We're going to talk about the titles now. Um, the, before you stop me, there were no slogans. There were no taglines for any of the movies, so we can't talk about the taglines. Right. Um, so these two films, uh, the titles of these two films, are classic examples of one of my biggest pet peeves in titles. <laughs> pet peeves. Yeah, exactly. I nearly put that in bold, and then I was like, I'll remember it, and then I didn't, and just powered through it. Um, uh, You can't call the second film Santa Paws 2 when the first film wasn't called Santa Paws. Yeah. It's called The Search for Santa Paws, made doubly frustrating by all the stuff we've already mentioned. Um, uh, And furthermore... The Santa Pups are very much the B or C story of Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pups. Yeah. They get captured and and then they just spend most of it in a a cage. They they are gone for probably about 25 minutes of the movie. (laughs) Like in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess they are the, the, the reason that there's trouble happening because they granted the wish. But they didn't have to be puppies. This didn't have to be a Santa Pups movie. Can we retitle the movies? Well, I mean, I'd probably just go Santa Paws and Santa Paws Two because I wanted to think. What about, about what about Santa Paws? Santa Paws Two, Christmas Cold. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, because you because you like you'd you'd you know you, you look at that Christmas Cold and you're like, well, yeah, Christmas is cold. Aren't they missing a word there? Um, mm. And then you and then it make, brings on a whole new meaning when you actually watch the film. Yeah, really good, really good. Well done. Do you or Christmas on Cold the, on... colon the Santa Paws Two. Oh no, I don't like it. <laughs> Um, did you have any thoughts on titles? This this is something we, we bring up with guests, and um, I forget to mention how just pedantic I am about titles, but I understand that that's not shared by every person in the world. So what did you think, Kate? Well, I honestly thought that the first one just was called Santa Paws. I mean, so, <laughs> you <enough>. know. <laughs> so the second one yeah. kind of made sense, but, yeah, like when the Santa Pups aren't even in the movie, I don't even – I mean, they are, but, like, halfway through, they're just, like – they're just gone. It's like it's not really a movie yeah. about them, is it? It's a movie about how um, young Sarah's mother is singing with the angels now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and how how badass of a female character Mrs. Claus is. Yeah. Well, see, I found this movie kind of like a, a mishmash ripoff of Mary Poppins and The Sound of Music. Again, I'm mm-hmm. just like, what is going on with these movies? Yeah. Well, and as well, so Mrs. Claus it becomes Sarah's like nanny because yeah. they're looking for a new, a That's new mother. Right. I completely forgot about that storyline. Yeah. <laughs> but in in um traditionally, and I'm not saying they had to do this, but traditionally the father would fall in love with the mother surrogate, right? Yes. But Mrs. Claus is already married, so they stay away <laughs> from that storyline. But maybe that would have been more imagine imagine being Imagine cuckolding Santa Claus. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> Imagine being the guy who <laughs> didn't make Santa cuck. Um, Santa cuck. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, 
Oh yeah, I completely forgot about the storyline. But the the they were the first one actually has a kind of a another cool storyline of like that we don't really talk about that like the actual Santa ends up becoming like a mall Santa at this toy store and becomes mm. renowned across the whole town for being mm. like real good. But then Richard real good. Yeah. <laughs> and yet the store still only makes one cent profit. Yeah, okay. Mm. Did you guys get that? Because I didn't. Okay, so basically they when when Mr. Hucklebuckle gets his dad's will and finds out that they have to lead it through a financially successful Christmas season. They, they have to make back, a profit. Yeah. They have to make a profit. They they look back at the past, you know, ten years or something, and see that every year they've only ever made one cent. And he's like, "What's going on there?" And then um, in the film, as as real Santa becomes their mall Santa and starts, um, you know, being really good at it, they start giving away toys to the needy and the orphans and stuff like that. So the reason they only made one cent is because they took nothing for themselves and made enough to be to have a technically have have a profit. But um, but did right, you yeah, notice? Not like, did you notice, Mister Stick Up His Butt Hucklebuckle was like, <laughs> we can't give away a toy with every purchase, and then he changes it to when you purchase a hundred dollars plus worth of toys. I'm like, wow, you're a <laughs> no, Christmas Grinch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? He did. That, that's too. The, the, that's, the a, that's, that's still a good offer. No, it but is. the writers thought about it too much. Yeah, making yeah. it cost anything is is like realistic, but. Not um, charming and and whimsical. Yeah, but um, like it seemed like there was an aha moment that I missed when it realised how it was exactly one cent every time, or like you know, he could like cooked his books. Oh, because no, because his dad would have been done the same thing and given yeah. out heaps of free toys. Yeah, right. Um, but still, even then, like you've now got you you adopt two orphans at the end of the film. Like now you've got a family to provide for. You can't run a toy store that makes one cent a year. Yeah, it's going to fall within a month. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last segment we've got for the show today, everybody, is continue the franchise. Uh, this is where we all pitch a sequel or some way to, um, for whatever reason, we'd want to continue this wonderful. Christmassy franchise. Um, as far as I can Google, there are no plans for a Santa Paws 3, nor were there ever. Uh, this is also the end of the line for strictly earbud-centred or adjacent films in the ABCU. We However, <laughs> because we at Cole Popshire are completionists, uh, Richard and I will be back reviewing the Pup Star trilogy next week. Uh, which falls under the Airbud Entertainment umbrella. They're more modern. The, the latest one came out this year, so yeah. maybe there'll be, maybe there'll be laughter. Maybe there'll be song. There'll definitely <laughs> I think, be. I think song there's going to be songs. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there'll be caroling all night long? <laughs> Probably not, unless it's a Christmas themed one. No. <laughs> I don't think they are. We can we can hope though. Um. So there's three of them, and we'll be talking about them next week. Um. So. I'll go first because Kate, you've indicated your one is going to be way more impressive. I hope um, so. Then what we've got written, <laughs> um, and I hope I hope none of us have chosen the same idea. If that happens, then we all go popcha, and we all have to come up with one together. Okay, I just made that up like <laughs> it's a board game. Um, so my continuing franchise is based off the wish made at the end of Santa Paws Two. Um, so to undo the wish that. Um, that Christmas spirit has disappeared. They, uh, the boy who made the wish, he wishes that Christmas spirit will be alive forever. 
We're thought. 10 years on from the events of the Santa Pups and the entire world has been celebrating Christmas for that entire time. This is enforced uh, by the law uh, with rebel factions of those who don't celebrate Christmas or who are sick of it, hiding out all over the world. It's a totalitarian post-apocalypse. It's a forced regime. It's 1984 slash Big Brother shit. It's forever Christmas. Uh, and neither the Santa Paws nor the Santa Pups or any of the Air Buddies or Air Bud animals appear in the film, but it is considered a sequel. Right. So that's my pitch, is that. I actually Christmas like that, years. like a Christmas apocalyptic dystopian yeah. kind of thing. That's pretty cool, mm. actually. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right, Richard, what have you got, bro? All right. Well, since you guys, well, um, you know, you guys actually like put some thought into it. I, um, this is like an idea that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost nervous to give away because it's been like, I'm like, if I ever make a Christmas film, this is what I'm going to make. But, um, it's one of those things, you know, the, the, the pups are going to be like secondary or like the dog is somehow going to be like secondary to this. But, um, I love the idea of like, um, a Christmas movie where Santa, um, like maybe Christmas cheer is down or something like that. And so Santa, um, in like say October goes to, um, to Pineville and he loses weight, cuts his beard and like dyes his hair. So he just looks like a normal dude, but he's, um, so he looks like, like say Tim Allen. Um, (laughs) And then, um, yeah, like by blending in, he's still got a bit of his Christmas magic. Maybe he's got like a little watch that that tells him how much he has left. Um, He sort of sees the commercialization of Christmas and realizes that people, it's not as magical to people anymore. And so he, um, yeah, goes on like a Christmas adventure like that. And so, but I just like the idea of like someone playing Santa, but just looking like a normal dude. Sounds like you're doing a documentary. Yeah, maybe it is. Mm. It's a found footage yeah. Santa Paul sequel. But yeah, and then the dog would, um, you know. It's, what, what if it's um, like uh, Who is America and Santa Claus dresses up as different people <laughs> and goes and, and like tries to get um, get consumers and, and um, people selling stuff at Christmas to say something embarrassing or in, indicting. Yeah. Like Hallmark. Who, who is, is Christmas. Who is Christmas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet as. All right. Kate, I'm looking very forward to this. Oh, see, I don't think mine is as impressive as the dystopian Christmas movie now. <laughs> Damn. Oh, oh, stop. I've gone all red. <laughs> um, I was kind of keeping mine family-friendly, kind of modern. Um, I, I thought the next sequel should be like Eli and Eddie going on a Christmas adventure. Um, because they mm-hmm. I've got to admit they were my favourites in the in the these so two movies. Eli is is Danny Woodburn's elf yes. and Eddie, Eddie is, is Richard Kind's right, yeah, Jack yeah. Terrier, I think. Yep, Jack the Jack Russell. Russell. Yep. Yeah. Um, and because they really like to rip off Annie and um, The Sound of Music, I thought I'd go with that kind of theme. So mm-hmm. um, Eli and Eddie go to the sleepy town of Fair Pineview and aid mm. a hapless inventor with his magical car that just that he just can't seem to get right because they've got that whole magic car thing going on that Eddie and Eli yeah. they've got the ELF technology um not sure where the Santa pups fit in but maybe they could just be in a cage for the whole movie who cares <laughs> that's not very dog friendly <laughs> of me is it um <laughs> anyway like scandal the the pod the the leader of the pups and pop culture podcast just 
um, okayed keeping dogs in cages? Uh, well, you know, they get out eventually, right? <laughs> I mean, look, they're oh, in a, okay. they're in a okay. cage in this second movie, so come on. <laughs> and it was not an appropriate size cage. Thank you very much. No. No. You're right. <laughs> You're right, I'm sorry. So I guess the town's kind of down on Christmas cheer like they are in all the movies, and um, Eli and Eddie, you know, save the day by restoring Christmas cheer and helping the inventor um, create his, his magical car so he can reunite and, and have adventures with his children. And in case you can't tell, I'm going with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang here, that kind of theme. Mm. Um, <laughs> I get it, yeah. And um, I thought I would cast Idris Elba. As the as the dad because he's <laughs> uh, good luck. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we can dream. Look, this is my sequel, so people. <laughs> um, yeah, Idris Elba is the enough, dad because they're just so damn white. These movies, and I thought mm. I'd cast his love interest as a dude, Peter Herman, because they're also very straight. These mm. movies. Um, mm, I love it already. Right. Um, so either mm. either his husband or love interest. Take your pick on that one. Yeah. And um, yeah. just my own personal interest, Mariska Hargitay is like the evil dog catcher because I love her very much. Um, What's so, she in? Um, she's Benson in Law and Order SVU. Oh, okay. I'll need to <laughs> <laughs> look her up, but go on, keep going. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was that was just sort of my idea. I just wanted to modernise it, make it sort of... Uh, less white, more LGBT friendly, and just Mariska Hargitay in it because I think she's awesome. Um, and and rip mm. off Chitty Chitty Bang Bang to keep that that theme going. Why not? Very good. No, that's that's great. That was probably better than than I thought. That was better than my forever Christmas idea. So there you go. Well, you, you know, know, we're I, all dishing I, I out like the compliments. Dystopian thing. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Um. I'm glad you you went with the car theme because that reminded me. I, I teased earlier on that there's a really awfully written piece of trivia, and I just went back and found it. So this is in the search for Santa Paws uh, trivia section on IMDb. It says, um, uh, "quote the car from Eli." It's spelled wrong, E L L I. So the car from Eli is changing into a yellow cab taxi, an ambulance, and U.S. mail service car. What the? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I follow that. So I guess they're just talking about what happens to his magic car, but... I was like, where's the, the trivia? They, they change, <laughs> yeah. yeah, his car, like, he can dis- he can disguise it as anything. Yeah. And yeah. so it, like, flashes through a couple. But they were oh, really right. old yeah, cars. Yeah. Well, um, it's a prequel, Kate. It's set in the 1950s. When are you going to fucking learn? (laughs) (laughs) It must be. I mean, geez. No, they mentioned video games and that's how the toy industry went dead. So it must be the Mm, 1950s, of course. That old old bitty. Um, All right. Um, Can I just... I I looked up Caitlin Caitlin Mayer and, mm -hmm. man, her Wikipedia page is so funny. (laughs) Like... (laughs) When she was 18 months old, Maya's parents were worried she was not getting enough sleep. She never stopped singing. Her parents took her to the pediatrician. They found out she just loved singing. <laughs> what? And then, so there's, a section, there's a section called, um, so you know it's got like early life and then it has America's Got Talent because she was on that. Uh, the next section is called The Goodwin Games. In 2013, Maya joined the, cost, the cast of Fox's new comedy series, The Goodwin Games, starring as Piper Goodwin, the daughter of Jimmy Goodwin, played by TJ Miller. Now, have either of you guys heard of the Goodwin Games? No. I have not. It was cancelled after seven episodes. <laughs> wow. And then the next section is called Russell Madness. 
Meyer is, and this is this is exactly what it says. Meyer is on the film Russell Madness, directed by Robert Vince, playing the voice of Grace. The film was released on February twenty first, twenty fifteen. Wow, are they related by any chance? Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, well, because I think she, I, I actually think she like went viral with her like audition for America's Got Talent, right? Because I, I part of me actually like seems to like after looking at her, I've been like, yeah, she's on. Uh, America's Got Talent at like their age because I remember there was a time when because obviously you know Susan Boyle got huge and that her audition is just incredible but um I my mum would always like call me into the computer room and be like oh Richard there's a new like Susan Boyle <laughs> like you know oh they're calling this person the next Susan Boyle because it's like an unconventional person who's like talented and I remember one of them being like a little girl and I think it might have been her wow Cool, man. But there's so many little girls. That's not exactly original. Yeah, Caitlin Mayer, get a new shtick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other people have got the little, the singing little girl shtick down. Find something new, you <laughs> dumb, dumb 14-year-old. <laughs> we should try to get her Listen, on the podcast. Caitlin, if you're listening, um, this is all in good fun. I'm, you're much more uh, famous and successful than I am, so... <laughs> It just stems from jealousy. Um, anyway, that about that about wraps it up for the Santa Paws films. Um, Kate, tell us about tell us a bit more about your podcast and where we can find it. Well, I pretty much summed it up. Like I said, it's it's talking about um, dogs in pop culture. So we sort of review dog movies and talk about dog books and um, just you know if there's a dog in it, we're going to talk about it. Um, and I also have guests on that. Um, you know, that share stories about um, their dogs. Um, mm-hmm. So it's sort of cross between the, you know, the two of them. Um, but people yeah. can find me at pupsandpopculture.com and at pupsandpopculture on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, cool. and where any good podcasts are found. It's that simple. Mm. Yep. And it's pups in pop culture, right? Like just the, the letter N. Letter N, yep. Yeah. Yep. So that'll be in our, in our show notes as well. I, can I guest star on the show and we talk about Cujo? Uh, few people have mentioned that movie to me, and I'm oh. like, I don't know. I don't like scary movies. I thought I was. What the about first Old one? Yeller? No, we 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 um we are the podcasting leading experts on the Beethoven movies. So, um, we Ooh. did them. We we interviewed the director of two of them a while ago. So, oh, you know, good lad, good good guy he is. Um, anyway. Um, thank you very much for coming on the show, Kate. Uh, we've very much enjoyed um, talking to you about the Santa Paws films. Um, and if you want to find Cult Popshire, you can find us on all the same places, you know, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Instagram, Twitter, and you can email us at media at gmail.com. Um, and, yeah, so go check out the other podcasts we've done, other videos and stuff we've done as well, if you like. And uh, we'll be back next week with Pup Stars. Yeah. So glad. Yeah. And now, to play us out, I'm actually going to download I Do Believe in Christmas and play it in its entirety, entirety <laughs> yes. uh, as the show finishes. So see you guys next week and have a Merry Christmas. Whenever I hear a Christmas song, I want to get up and sing. Wherever there's love, I sing along and find some bells to ring. 
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 